You're listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Hello and welcome to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral, with me, Lindsay Hipgrave, and you, Joe Cole, who's gone from centre court at Wimbledon to watching England beat Germany at Wembley. It hasn't been a bad week, has it? It's been a good week, Lindsay. Do, you know, do you know what? I felt much more comfortable. I'm a football man at Wembley with my people. When I go to Wimbledon, I, I, you know, I do feel like... Like a fish out of water. Yeah, a little bit like a fish up a tree. <laughs> like all the, all, the, all the lovely people drinking the champagne and that. But at Wembley, I was there... Took my boys down Wembley Way and um, and they've been to the football, but then, you know, there was all the lads there and the drinks were flying in the air. So I got soaked with beer before I even got in. I thought, yeah, this is me. This is where I'm at. You're still buzzing. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. It was and amazing. joining us today, we're delighted to have a former teammate of Joe's and probably the scorer. Actually, not probably, definitely the scorer of the best overhead kick of all time. Yeah, it's Trevor Sinclair. <laughs> The best two overhead because oh, <laughs> you can't forget. People forget about the one at West Ham as well. I think that was goal. That was a great goal. Is He's it? only saying that because he was involved in the build-up. <laughs> to be fair, is, uh, is there a better one though, Joe? I don't think there's a better overhead kick than Trev's. I don't think there is. Yeah, like, because but like. The dreadlocks done it for me, like when he's the celebration <laughs> when they were flying about, you know, they were just yeah, frother. You look at you look at players now and he's got like Pogba's goal, absolute worldy. I know. And he's so cool and cat. How'd you do that? I, I just absolutely lost it and just went absolutely wild. So <laughs> Mind you, Auntie Carroll scored not that a bad was a good one, goal. which was yeah. a bit of a shock. I always love to see a, a left footed player execute things like that. So yeah. for me, you look at that and I think can't even get my head around executing that. So seeing that that was a great goal by Andy Carroll. Yeah, left footers look look better than that they've got a better vibe about them something like that how are you anyway have you been enjoying the tournament so far wow it's been amazing hasn't it um i think it's all to do with the fans me you know we've, we've had players have had to mm. play football so long without fans mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the fans are back in the stadiums you know in baku you've got sixty thousand screaming fans i think the players have just responded to that and that's mm. why it's been, been such an exciting um tournament and not only that the comebacks that we've seen and like the, the high scoring games players are inspired you and that's what, listen, we can't imagine not playing in front of fans because mm. we've never had to do that. So it's great for the boys that they've had to, they've got through it, this COVID era where they've not been able to play in front of fans and then they're getting the rewards now and playing yeah. in front of like full houses and it's beautiful to see. You were saying that about Wembley, weren't you? It's yeah. just that that release of emotion. Everyone, yeah. like Trev says, have, have been locked up in their houses yeah. and now they're, they're drunk on football. <clears throat> exactly. And I, drunk probably. <laughs> I, I can vouch they were very, very drunk. I was looking after the kids, so I was, I was, I was good. But like, you're right, Lindsay. Like people just were so fired up when yeah. I never experienced like the fan going into it, that like, so excitement and little things like as a player, what inspires you? Like, like there was a little, was a little moment in the game where I think it was, I think it was Declan Rice and as a midfield player, like he, there was a little free one bouncing. I think it might have been on Havertz and it's one of them like didn't he probably was not good. He was never if he was going to win the ball, he was going to kick it out for throwing. It wasn't like something you'd do. Like a sensible thing to do would have been to stay. But he was just so inspired. He covered 10 yards just to smash Haver, smash the ball in the crowd. Wembley erupted. Yeah. Like, and you could see it lifted him, lifted the players. Yeah. And it was just, it was just great to watch. So, so having home advantage for any team, but for like for us, as mad as our football fans are, it's, it's been brilliant. Well, everyone keeps talking about how on earth did Muller miss that chance? That would have made it 1-1. But did mm. you see how quick Kyle Walker was and how much oh. ground he covered? Like... 
I'm sure that was the same, in, inspired by the fans. And you just think, did he just do enough, maybe, to put him off? He must have done. I mean, he's paid. I've said before, when when you play him in that position, either right wing back, or, or right centre half, or right back, it's almost like if you're a winger playing against them, against him, you, every time you get the ball, you're thinking, nah, I'll come back in. So the, you, you de- diffuse a lot of what they have. Mm-hmm. And we're down left-hand side. And, and, and Goosens has done a great job this season for Germany or this tournament. And for me, didn't really see him. Yeah. Because every time he, he come across Carl Walker, he's just thinking, what's the point in trying to run him? Because he just he, he just bullies people, doesn't Carl, he? Carl Walker, for me, is probably the, one of, now, one of the most underrated players in the country. Like, you look at his last two years, where he's been at, he, he don't make mistakes. He's so reliable. All of his games, he's put it all together. Mm. And he's, I've played against Carl, and tr- you're right, like, I was never quick, but I always would try and, you know, I could always skip past someone. You've got to threaten it, haven't you, sometimes? And you've got to threaten it. His point is even threatening yeah. it. And one point in, we played against him when I was, I was, I was coming to the end of my career. <laughs> oh, oh and dear. I, and I was like, right, he almost like, I could tell he just treated me like Ian Bill. Like, I was just... <laughs> Disrespect. He's like, he gone, go on, go on. No one you got to thought, oh, he's giving me a hard hit. <laughs> and I tr- this was early on in the game, and I've gone, right, let me go. Oh, and he just took it off. Yeah. Right, then I, you have to be clever Sweet with stuff, like, isn't it? Sweet but, stuff. But there was always... But what we're saying is, you could play against him, and you might get in at the far post, or you might do something where he switched off, but he's put it all together. Yeah. And that's credit to him as well. And the coaches. I think mm-hmm. and the coaches. obviously works. Yeah. You know, not letting the uh, attacker see his number, just yeah. like opening his shoulder yeah. up so he knows what's around. Yeah. No surprises. He, yeah, he's, 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 he's top player. Brilliant. To, to be fair, the first game, I thought he was quite poor in possession. Mm. What he brings defensively, you know, sometimes you can accept that. Just give it simple. Give it to players that are, you know, more astute on the ball, got more creativity. You just mm. give it simple, but make sure you just do your job. Mm. He's in the team to defend and he's superb at it. We'll talk more about England in, in just a minute, but let's talk about just the last 16 as a whole, first of all, because there's been some cracking games, haven't there? I mean, Monday was possibly the best day of international football I think I've ever watched. Well, I did I did the Croatia-Spain game and, and the lads were in the studio waiting to do the game after and I thought, unlucky. We've just mm. had the, the game of the tournament. Yeah. Free all, uh, inspirational comeback uh, by the Croatians last 10 minutes of that game. And then extra time, and obviously Spain with their possession-based football, stuck to their principles, absolutely bossed it in, 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 in extra time. And I thought, what an absolutely brilliant game it was and, and great for the tournament. And then I thought the game after was not going to live up to that. And then... Everything. Everything. Mm. Everything. So, yeah, amazing day of football. And, um, yeah, the tournament's been superb. And you said, Joel, that if, if France were going to lose this tournament, it was going to be down to them maybe imploding off the pitch, which seems to be exactly what's happened. We've got all these stories coming but- out about Rabiot's mum in the crowd, <laughs> having a pop at Mbappe's dad, saying he's arrogant, and Pogba's mum. Yeah. It's it's all gone off. Yeah, listen, like we called it, we <laughs> called it. It was the, you to get the little. Every now and then, a French team emerges, and it, it'll start to start the tournament. There'll be something. They, they just there's there's no, you know, without trying to generalize because I've played in when I played in France, you get to understand the culture and that. There's no backward step, like you know, once when there's something that's going wrong, it festers. There's like, you know, I think English players, British players, if you have a problem. You sort it out and it's done, but yeah, have a tear up. You can, sort yeah. it out, it's done. <laughs> yeah. but it's done. But I think in them, and I think it was just there, it was rolling on, and I think they had the exact opposite problem, like mentally and emotionally, to what England players would have experienced against Germany, because they the only thing that stopped French because they're the best squad in the tournament would be the fact complacency and like you know not coming together. And the English players are the opposite. English players are together. It would it would be the fear that would get England, mm. which happened. But the German players just was, uh, the French players were just 
so complacent, bordering on arrogance. They're gone, though. Au revoir. Yeah. Let's get on Ta-da. a Tuesday. Let's, let's talk Tuesday. What a night that was. Where, where did you watch it? I was at a fan park at the Oval. Um, funnily enough, I can't remember too much about it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a boozy one. No, it was, listen, it was good. It was, Junk uh, on football, it was, a, it, was a fa- it was a fantastic um, performance, I thought. And like people keep on saying, you know, we're a little bit tentative. And I thought we were tentative in the first 10, 15 minutes. I thought we, we didn't quite grasp the new formation with the three. Um, but I think once we made a few little adjustments, I thought the boys then looked confident. Uh, confident. Mm. And you said, like, we were talking earlier, and you said there was one situation where Saka went and he won a foul. And I think that got some... And that mm. gave us the belief then we, that we could go on and, and do something in this game. And I thought the boys played superbly well. I thought they looked the better team, te- technically, tactically. I thought the spirit was there. I thought Gareth made the right changes at the right times. Obviously, Grealish coming on. I was absolutely delighted for Raheem again. You know, he took mm. a lot of stick before this tournament. Shouldn't be in the squad, should never be starting. Mm. He's been brilliant. Mm. You know, and we, we speak about world-class players. And for me, I've, you know, I stick to my guns. I do feel he's a world-class player. But big players turn up at the big tournaments. And although he's had a disappointing season, to some respect to the standards that he's set at Manchester City, that's probably gone in our favour for England because he's, he's not played mm. as much. He looks fresh, he looks hungry. And like he was, he was brought up, what, 500 yards from the stadium. What a yeah. story that is. What a Beautiful story that story. is. And he was the, the scapegoat, really, wasn't he? That, that Iceland defeat. And I think resilience was, was the word that Gareth Southgate used when he was talking about him. He's, he's bounced back mm. from so, so much adversity off the pitch mm. as well. And, and coming under so much pressure. And like you say, off the back of not the best season to come and perform like that for, for his national side is immense. Yeah. I think he has been immense. I mean, you know, you look at his stature, um, you look at, you know, the, the the difficult times he's been through in his life and his, his career already. He's 26. Mm. You know, he's already dealt with everything. Yeah. Um, but when you hear managers talk about him, when you hear coaches who've worked with him <clears throat> from when he was 16 all the way through now, resilience is the word that comes up. If he has a disappointing game, he has a bit of a bad spell in his... He comes in and works hard every day. And it's a great lesson mm. to any player because you can't play well all the time. Mm. No one does. You know, we've played, yeah. we've had our careers, we've had loads of bad games. Yeah. But if you can't deal with that and then look at the mirror and be honest and say, listen, I'm going to push myself down. Mm. I'm going to get to the training ground early, do a little bit extra and work through this. That's the only way through it. And if you've got that kind of fundamentals about mm. you, about your character, you'll do well. There's certain players where that will just <clears throat> drive them yeah. on even more. He's right. Raheem does not get enough credit. We all know what a great player he is, but for his sort of leadership and he's... Because I remember him as a young lad at Liverpool, Trev, right? And... He, he, he was he was out there every day practicing. Mm. You know, he, he's one of them lads. Like, there's no secret to football, and all of the great players I've, who I've seen, whether I've I've seen them, I've come through with them, like Frank, Michael, A lot of them, Jermaine. Yeah. You know, ones like Rio, like, Rio yeah. yeah, obviously, like, all players that I've seen develop. Like, I was at with Liv- with Raheem at Liverpool, Jack Grealish at Villa. Madison, about, aren't you? yeah, mate. Listen, <laughs> the last five years I was a journeyman. Believe me, but like, so I'm, I, but I was lucky because I got to see these young players much. And the one thing in common that they've all got is they got this this pig headed mind where you see them on a training field and they mm. practice and practice and practice. Like a word, Raheem's like that. And people would, I think, people maybe don't understand that about Raheem. The, the mental toughness he was out there because he because he couldn't really. He didn't put it all together for Liverpool, did he? No. He continually getting better. He will still get better as well. He's only 26. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. I read a, a thing this morning, actually, on the train coming in, and a 
it was someone who knew him when he was younger and said when he was like nine years old, he was he was playing in games with 16-year-olds yeah. and he was the standout yeah. player in, yeah. in the games. But, but again, comfortably uncomfortable. If you be in them uncomfortable positions when you're young and get through mm. it, that holds you in great stead yeah. as you get older. And another clean sheet as well for, for Pickford in that defence. How much does that matter and, and, and how much confidence does that give you in tournament football, the fact that we haven't conceded? I think it's huge. You know, mm. I mean, we played in the Harry Redknapp side um, that, that, what was it, 97, 98, all the way through until yeah. um, we left. And it, we, we'd win games 5-3, yeah. you know, and sometimes we'd lose a game uh, yeah. and concede a lot of goals. But when you're not conceding, and, you know, I've, I've been quite critical of uh, Pickford in his in his season at Everton, but I have to take it all back because I thought he's concentrated. He looks calmer. Yeah. Um, he's done everything good with his feet. Yeah. His distribution, his concentration's been superb. And uh, he's pulled off a, a couple of fine saves as well. So, yeah. you know, great back four or three in front of him. I think uh, it was quite harsh on Mings being dropped because he'd, he'd not really put a foot wrong. And, yeah. you know, for that balance with his left foot, opening the pitch up. And yeah. I think he, he had a lot of positives, but he needed Harry Maguire. He's obviously, you know, got a lot of experience. He's one of the leaders in that mm-hmm. side. And he, he's put him in and it's paid off. And, yeah, they look really strong defensively. Well, and he, the two in front of them, you know, the yeah. two older midfielders. I think fans have complained, like, we need to get on the front foot. Just keep a clean sheet, go into the game. We've always got players that we can bring off the bench, we can excite and create and score. So, yeah, no, really pleased for Gareth. It's a haircut, isn't it? All he needed was a Backstreet Boys hairdo and he's flying. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm the same with Trent. We, in a job we do, because, you know, I, I'm, I'm a football man. I love football, I love footballers. So when you sometimes have to be critical of players, it's really hard. Like, And, and Jordan, I'm the same as Trent. I've criticised him this year. But he's put it all together. He's changed. Mm. I mean, he's worked with a sports psychologist. His body language is calming. He's making big saves. And we all knew he had talent. And he's just maturing. So that's so that's so so important. But um, the Barnet, like, I'm still not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He must, he must have to get the old straighteners on it. Oh, or something. You know, he looks... Jack, Jack Grealish pulls it off. Yeah. yeah. But, well, the first game I watched, I love someone Pickford. near me said, who's that in goal, Princess Diana? <laughs> Oh dear. He's confident. <laughs> Lynch drops these every now and then. Like she, she sat there and told Ali McCoy's, right? That, that Scotland were on par with Panama. <laughs> that, that, that didn't turn out well for me, though, did it? No, no. <laughs> it really didn't. I didn't know it was going to come back and bite me. But just on what Joe was saying there about, you know, obviously we've played, we, you know, we've had our careers and now we're in punditry and, and we're talking about players. And I, I remember once there was a situation where Michael Richards played poorly for Villa. Ian Wright had given him loads of grief. Micah got in touch with me and said, have a word of you, mate. You know, he's digging me out on the telly, blah, blah, blah. So I thought, I feel a bit uncomfortable here. So yeah. I spoke to Wright and I said, right, listen, um, Micah said, like, calm down a little bit and all that. And Wright, he, he's, he's, his face changed. Really? And he went, Trev, listen, let me tell you one thing. If you're coming into this industry, if you're not going to be honest and frank yeah. about things and you're going to try and look after your mates and all this... Like, you can't do that yeah, yeah, because yeah. you'll mug yourself off anyway. Yeah, yeah, and people yeah. won't respect your opinion. Yeah. He said, "Let this be a lesson for you. Make yeah. sure you be honest. And even if it isn't, there's a way to do it. Yeah, yeah. You can like say he's made a mistake without yeah, ab- yeah, absolutely yeah. burying him. Yeah, and yeah. for me, that was a great learning point yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. And I went back to Michael and said, listen, defend better. Yeah, Simple yeah. as, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, just on the back of that, we have, we've got responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. The way we, we talk about players, you know, yeah. we can But you know what it's like to be there, can. so it yeah. must be hard. But it's more now, it's more. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think we've got a real responsibility to make sure that if you are criticising <clears> players, criticise them in the right way and, and say, like, listen, he'll be disappointed with that when he looks at it. 
You know, it's mm. not, he doesn't need me telling him, but he has made a mistake there. What you mean is don't dig people out because of their hairdos. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> 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 he could do something about his barnet. Like, he, yeah, might, listen, he might listen to the control. podcast and go, right, <laughs> Princess, Linz thinks I look like Princess Di. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk Harry Kane a bit as well, because yeah. he's off the mark, Trev. Yay. Do you think he's going to go on a run now? I think he will, you know. I mean, it was a really good finish because it wasn't a perfect ball from Jack for him. No. But he was a little bit in front of the ball. He had to dip his head and get a good contact on it. It's it into the ground. Good header. I was delighted for him because, again, you know, I'm probably one of the pundits that feels he's not brought much to the tournament until now. You know, he's, he, he, you can see him trying. He looks like he's had a long season. You know, I was looking at some players that we potentially could play against in the next mm. games and I'm looking at the stats or I'm looking at stats of players that are being... Re- been really good in this tournament. Mm. They've played 20 league games. Yeah. He's, he's played, what's he it's played? Massive, 60 yeah, it's games. Massive, mate. It's massive. You know, he's, he's played a lot of football, so not just physically, but mentally. Yeah. It's, it's difficult, but I was really pleased for him. Uh, I think you could tell, forget about, the fans' reaction was amazing. They, they were buzzing for him, but look at his teammates. They're at, they've been crying out for him to score, you know, because they can see the pressure that he's under. He's the talisman, you know. Yeah. He's the one who's gonna. He's gonna one who's gonna take us to this glory if we're gonna get there. So we need to get on side. We need to stay behind him. But I was one, you know, calling for maybe Dominic Calvert-Lewin with his pace, with his uh, youth, um, with his ability in the air. Maybe it was an opportunity, uh, time for an opportunity for him. But Gareth stayed loyal. Which loyal team management is it's quite difficult because it can go against you as well. Um, but he stayed loyal, and lo and behold. That's what he does. He scores goals, and yeah, I was absolutely delighted for him. Can he go on to win the Golden Boot? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Do you know what? Like, if we wouldn't didn't have the path we'd got, I fancy us to beat the Ukraine and beat the Ukraine well. So if he nicks a brace mm. or a hat trick, which you can't, look, Harry Kane stepping on the football pitch, if he gets chances, he's going to score. So you, I wouldn't rule it out. And I know you've got the odds in front of you somewhere. No, <laughs> he tends to go on runs yeah. as well, yeah. though, doesn't he? When yeah. he has, that's yeah. how it's always yeah. working. Yeah. When you look back, you'll have it. If he has a drought, then he'll go Purple. on yeah. like a flurry of goals. Well, mm. Sterling is seven to one with Coral to be player of the tournament. And if you think Kane's goal against Germany is going to set him off on a goal scoring spree, you can back him at 25 to one oh, to be the tournament's Lynch. top not scorer. Bad. That's juicy. Like that would suck there. a few people in that. Yeah. If he gets a brace, who's the top scorer now? Ronaldo with five. He's, he's gone. Lukaku must be up there as well. I can see them going Schick, as well. Patrick Schick yeah, as well. Four, Who's four, sitting there and they're still yeah, in it. Yeah, Czech yeah. Republic, they've got Denmark yeah, they next. they get parked up. I'm not sure. No? I've done one of their games. They're really? a good team, yeah. Resilient okay. at the back. Tough. Bit yeah. horrible. Leave a foot in. Set pieces. Yeah. Set pieces. Massive, like yeah. huge physical side. Suchek, just one of them. He always had a fridge for wouldn't he? Yeah, like, runs about yeah. like blue-ass fly. Yeah. I mean, they've got some good players and like, a lot of the Eastern European teams, for me, yeah. they're men. Do you yeah. know what I mean? They're not. They're not like they're, mm. they're not going to go missing. Yeah. So for me, you know, tournament nerves, yeah, yeah, expectancy. Yeah. Listen, Denmark are going to be favourites, yeah. especially with what they've been through. Everyone likes to see them doing well. Yeah. What happened to Christian Eriksen? But for me, yeah, I wouldn't count out the Czech Republic. Okay. Yeah, good team, and obviously, you know. Sue Czech, Sue Fell. Yeah, yeah. Got some good players who've got experience in the Premier League as yeah. well. Trev, Joel's already touched on it. It does feel like there's something different about this group of England players, the, the togetherness, yeah. doesn't it? How different is that to the England squads you were involved with? Yeah, it's huge. Um, obviously, Joe, similar to Joe, because when Joe first got into the England squad, we was at West Ham where it was quite unusual, but we had three players in the squad, yeah. himself, Joe and, and J-Mo. Um, so we was with the also, play, the also players where yeah. they weren't at United... Chelsea, Liverpool, because there definitely was a clique. Yeah. You know, and I don't think it was in a bad way. I just think it didn't get managed well because yeah. they, it was like tables of eight. So you'd have like 
seven or eight United players, six yeah. maybe Liverpool players, five Chelsea players. And then there was another table where us lots, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, went for our dinner. Team I between think, us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think, I think Gareth's done really well because <laughs> Gareth was in that group. So Gareth was, was sat with us. I sat a, yeah. a, lot, a lot of the time with Gareth. We used to sit on the coach together to training because we have to, yeah, used to have yeah. to go through that journey for the World Cup, yeah. didn't we? Where there's this um, um, warship in the sea on this island where we stayed at this hotel. And when we'd go down to the training ground, which was like five miles down the, down the, like, the beach road, the warship would follow us up on the sea, yeah. park up, just yeah. in case, because obviously, you know, there was a risk. And we had David Beckham in the side, so the insurance must have been expensive. <laughs> And then when we finished training, we'd get the bus back to the hotel and the warship would follow us up on the yeah. sea. So it was kind of protecting us, ready to go. I mean, it was nuts. crazy. It was like people in the in, in the bushes all like, you know, camoed up and that with guns and that, just ready for anything. So, but talking about the, the cliques, I think Gareth's done brilliant because from his experience, he's looked at it and thought, well, that was a bit uncomfortable. I didn't like that part of the England setup, and I think it affected the spirit. So we've changed it. So it's all mm. now big tables. Everyone can get on the table and, and that, I think that just improves the spirit yeah. for the players. You can see, and it, all you can see it on the pitch. You can see it afterwards yeah. with the celebrations and stuff as mm. well. It doesn't matter what teams they're playing for. Exactly. It was nice at the end with, with Kane and Sterling. You can see both look for yeah. each other at, at the mm. end of the game. Amazing. And, and not only that, you know, you look at you look at the way that the team is and, and the England squad is with the media. You know, it's been spoken mm. about before. But again, that was a problem uh, mm. prior to Gareth taking over. Always that relationship between the media, love, hate. Uh, and the players in the squad. And I think that's changed now. And the fact that they've got a lot more interaction with the media, the media appreciate that. And I think they've dealt with it a lot better. And they're not as criticising of the England team as they once were. What was Sven like as a manager at the World Cup? Great. I enjoyed his company. Yeah, he was a gentleman. Um, he didn't do a lot of the coaching. He, he, he left that to Steve McLaren. But obviously, he told Steve exactly what he wanted um, Steve to relate to the players. Uh, he was organised. Probably lacked a bit of passion. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. not his home nation. So I think at times, I feel we could have done with a rocket. You know, mm-hmm. someone... And, and that's not Steve's job. So maybe a third coach who, who had a little bit about him, a little bit of fear factor mm-hmm. that could get into the lads... Uh, but in general, Sven was a, like, a gentleman and you know, I'll always be very grateful for him giving me my opportunity to get in the England squad and, and obviously go on playing the World Cup. But yeah, he was a gentleman, Sven. What about the downtime in between matches? Did boring. He kind of... It was boring, honestly. <laughs> Did he socialise with you though? Not get really. Involved or not? not really. No, it was tough, wasn't it? Like we was almost like everyone went back to the room and like watching box sets and yeah, mm. again, you know, Gareth has looked back at these experiences that he's had as a player. And he's thought, how can we improve that for the modern player today? And he, he, you can see that they've got... I've seen him do head yeah. tennis in a pool today and, you know, just silly thing to take up the time because that's the, the most difficult thing. You're away from your families, you're away from your yeah. friends, you're away from you, you had your normal kids, things. You had the kids when you were playing yeah. with you. My, mm. my experience is different because I was younger. I did have my kids... Ruby was born just my last... Literally, she was a baby with my last game. So my experience was different. Trev was obviously missing his family and that... And, and uh, yeah, you're right. I didn't really see... I was like, finished training and I was either in the games room or the massage room. I never went to my room. But like, mm. that's just... So I sort of just floated around, potted around, like, basically went like... Social like, butterfly. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty like, much you anyway. Yeah, I was like, just, you know, I was doing... I remember playing Cludo. I loved it. I'd, I'd, for a week, I had a week on Cludo. I got obsessed with Cludo, playing it with the masses. And... um yeah, the computer games and like just yeah, but that's I just couldn't sit still anyway. But for the lads who um probably had kids and more experience, yeah, more experience, it was hard. It, yeah, one, yeah, it was it was 
They've got yeah. all sorts now. We were talking uh, about yeah. the other day off the pitch. They had Ed Sheeran yeah. in. They've got like a Formula One simulator. It's yeah. because one thing that I found, and it was so evident to me, and it'd be interesting to speak to Gareth about this and what his experiences was. But we went to Dubai first. We had, what, 10 mm. days in Dubai. And then we went to um, South Korea. And then we went to Japan. By the time this tournament starts, we're like three and a half weeks into a trip yeah. away from our families. Yeah. Um, because of my situation, I was like the 24th man out of a 23-man squad. I asked um, Adam Crozier and, and, and uh, Sven if I could go home and train at Chad Relief. I felt a little bit awkward, like a grim reaper yeah. waiting for someone to get injured, which was, I didn't like that feeling. Yeah, and it yeah. was affecting me a little bit, like my uh, mental well-being. So I said, I didn't say that because obviously that wasn't the, the, the woke word at the time, but I just <laughs> said I don't feel right. So yeah. can I go back and train at Chad Relief? Anyway, I went back, trained a couple of days. By the time I'd like, got myself, I probably didn't even train because by the time I got to London, Danny Murphy had become injured and he was out the tournament and I'd been called back into the 23. So, But when I went home, just two days, you know, see my wife, see my mm. kid, familiar scenery, and then went back. I was buzzing and I walked into like the environment mm. and everyone looked flat. They looked tired. They look fatigued. Yeah. Just that short bit, time yeah, with your family. Yeah, just like, so So maybe that's something that we we should look at and think, you know, because the boys are sensible now. They're not yeah, like what yeah. we used to be like yeah, oh, yeah. The, the era before us where they'd go, you know, give them a, a half a foot and they'd take a mile, do you know what I mean? And they'd be in, in yeah. the dentist chair and all yeah. that. So I think there's something in there where you could just release that pressure yeah. around the family environment again, just for a couple of days, just to freshen them up for the tournament as it gets deeper yeah. into the tournament. And Gareth's made some brave decisions with these lineups as well, especially leaving Grealish out when, when there's been a lot of pressure on him to, to play him and then, you know, going with seven defensive players against Germany. What have you made of his tactics so far? Well, you can't fault him because they've not conceded. They've won a, every game apart from the Scotland game and um, they've looked strong. You know, they've not looked like they've got many weaknesses. I think as the tournament goes on, it'll change again. You know, I think, mm. it, what is it, 19 games that he's not played the same side? Yeah. Um, I think the big call for me was Phillips uh, initially in the tournament and the performance that he put in was outstanding. Saka getting the opportunity on the, on, on the right-hand side as well. I thought that was a big call because he's a young player, 19, but every time he's played for England, he's done well. Mm. It was a little bit quieter in the, game, the, the last game he played, but still, you know, he played his part and it was a really excellent win against Germany. Um, so yeah I think you know his tactics and the rotation of his squad has been spot on he said he, he ignored all the noise which I think is great advice and he's gone with his he put, when he's had he's edit the pillow he's gone with a team that he thinks is going to get the job done yeah, but he, yeah. that, that's his privilege because he's, yeah. one is in the job that's yeah. his job to pick that side and two he sees the boys every day yeah. we don't see the, like we see what 10 minutes of training yeah. and, and that's the unimportant yeah. stuff that's just the like, that's just, the yeah. for the they're media. allowing yeah. you to yeah. see yeah. 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 so he sees the, the performance of the players he sees the mentality he sees the spirit and the confidence going through certain players mm. that we might not see. And even yeah. though, you know, there's a lot of people saying, oh, Jack's got to play. Jack played great when he came on. And I'm mm. sure Jack feels valued and like a really valued mm. member of that squad that he can affect it and create in later on in yeah. the game. He might start the next game. We don't know. But yeah. Gareth's been brilliant. And actually, looking at the footage, there's a couple of things that happened in that game. The footage for the, for the second goal when Harry scored. I mean, you know... I felt proud of him, Gareth. Yeah. Where he reacted, he looked a little bit vulnerable and relieved. Mm. Um, and I think the fact that I think the fans and the nation will see that. And then the other thing was when um, Raheem scored, obviously, but when he made the mistake for the Thomas Muller chance, and then he, his he, hands he, on his head. He no, went... he went to the he went to the ground and he was on his knees. Mm. And, and Trippier came over and picked him up and said, "Come on." Mm. I think that's what we want to see. That's what that's what we're yeah, all yeah. about. Well, Sterling in that moment was every single England fan yeah. in the country. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. 
Just We've like, been there. I remember when you you made a mistake for a goal. Yeah. I played at Ellen Road. Yeah, and like, yeah, I had yeah, my arm around yeah. afterwards and said, listen, young yeah. player, learn from it. And other people, which we won't name because, you know, they're, they're colleagues of ours. Yeah. But people dug job out and I was yeah, fuming. Yeah. And it's, it's took me a long time to forgive that because, yeah. you know, young players, when they get slaughtered like that off, off teammates and, and senior mm. players... It's, it's yeah. unforgivable. So, yeah, I remember that. I remember Joe had a tough time dealing with that. But, yeah, yeah. you've got to be careful with what you do with players. But seeing Trippier there would be an experience. And listen, Trippier's had a, a, a kind of a, you know, was it Burnley? Yeah. Then he was at Spurs. And, and then, I mean, he's had a brilliant career. Yeah. And, yeah. and to see him then, you know, picking up Raheem, you know, he, he was senior, good super. senior player. So everyone he? keeps talking about the inexperience in the squad because of how many talented young players we've got but we have got some great experience in there as well haven't we we've got a lovely blend we've got a lovely love like he's just won the league in playing for Diego Simeone Trippier you've got the lads who've won the Champions League now you've got the Man City boys who, who, who know what it's about winning you know they've all they've all had experience tournaments so we've we're we're in a sort of a window now the next two three tournaments where mm. we've got youth we're still one of the youngest teams in the tournament plus the experience and his growing they're growing with every sort of every game they play, every every title they win. So we're in this little window now where it's going to happen. It's where if it doesn't happen this one, it will happen the next one, the one after. But it's going to happen it. It's going to happen this Pep's one. managing too. in this country. <laughs> so when Pep manages in a country, they win. Yeah, true, mm-hmm. true. Yeah, listen, he, he brought the standard up of coaching and and style of play. Like yeah. one man, one man's will to change. Uh, you know, like. Li- you know, you hear things about him when... Uh, we're digressing, we've gone off on a tangent here, but, like, he, he, when he started playing with, like, the fullbacks coming into midfield, and now that's like, I'm looking at England, mm. and England players are doing that now. Yeah. Carl Walker's yeah. driving through, having, like, you know, one man, Pep. Yeah, well, maybe got, we should we... give him a medal when we win it as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we've got that sort of City connection on the right-hand side yeah. with Storms and yeah. Walk, and then we've got yeah. Man United on the other side now yeah. with um, Maguire well, that's and chemistry. Yeah. yeah, I mean, um, you'll know this more than me and the kids who play... FIFA will know this. Chemistry is a huge part of successful yeah. teams in, in FIFA. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it's, it's important in proper teams in real life. Yeah, yeah. And he's got them connections. Yeah, it's important. So it's Ukraine, Saturday, in the quarterfinal. How are you feeling about it? Feeling good. I mean, yeah, Malenko, obviously, mm. me and Joe know him well for playing for West Ham. Um, he's been superb. Um, yeah, they're a, they're a decent team, but honestly, I can't see there being a problem. Mm. They, they can't. They can't, they can't run us in behind. They've not got the pace to mm. do that. I think we'll press the life out of them high up the pitch. And I think we'll, we'll, we'll probably have too much technical ability um, for them. Obviously, it's away from home. It's in Rome. We're not going to have the support. I think there's a lot of um, support for yeah. them there, uh, for the UK. So it's gonna, that'll be different. But in general, I just think we're on this like, wave. Come. The only thing, again, we, mentioned, we touched on it before with the French complacency but I don't think Gareth will allow that no. to happen so yeah really excited for that one hopefully they can get the job done and then come back to Wembley for the semi-finals so, so I mean they're big underdogs aren't they but it's the furthest they've ever been in a, in a major tournament yeah. but Shevchenko knows the English league and how do, how do we make sure Did you play that... with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah great guy great Is guy it? great guy yeah I mean another thing with Shev I would say when he came to Chelsea was full excitement 30 million um had one, didn't he? It didn't quite work for him. Yeah. Yet. You know, he had a problem with his hip. He was 29, uh, which, you know, so I, I would say I'd, my injury started when I was 29 and I went down that. So, but I remember um, in training after six months, he just wasn't happening. He was trying. It's lovely for trying artists. And do you know what you would say? But he, he never, he never give up mm. his mindset. He never, he never threw the towel. He never 
blamed anyone else. He just dug it. And it just didn't work for him at Chelsea. But you could tell in flashes the talent was there. And I'm not surprised he's become a leader. Really? I'm not surprised, no. He, he had that tough... Talk about the, the Eastern Europeans. Mm. and that. He had that tough mindset. And, um, yeah, I'm, I, I think he's an asset for Ukraine. I think he'll go on to be a good man, a good manager one day. One day, maybe, I think he'll manage Chelsea. Right. I do, because I think his relationship with the owner... And the respect that he never threw the towel in. Yeah, it's yeah. Hard. I, I, he's he's very well, into club he's, football yeah, he's now. He's very yeah. well respected at Chelsea. I know not... The fans, the fans like him as well because yeah. he'd never give up. Yeah. He, he built well, that's what into what we do. All fans are like, you yeah. know, we, we had times at West Ham, people say, yeah. oh God, how'd you play for West Ham? West yeah. Ham fans don't care. Yeah. As long as you put 100% in and yeah. run around and tackle yeah. and, yeah. you know, when you're having a bad time, yeah. they'll have you all day long. Yeah. But I think that goes around the world. Yeah. That's what fans are like. If yeah. you keep on going, even though you're having a bad game or struggling, yeah. they, they'll back you. Yeah. What changes do you think Gareth will make? What, what changes do you think he should make going into that game, given that... Trippier's got a bit of yeah. a knock, I think. You've got Rice, Maguire, Foden and Phillips all one yellow card away from missing that potential semi-final. Well, I think for the harmony and the spirit of the squad, I think players should be given an opportunity. I think they should change quite a few. I think mm. once you get to the knockouts, like the quarterfinals, uh, the semi-finals, should I say, I don't think the bookings count then, do they? No. Right, so, so I think, it, yeah. This is I the game. Especially the boys that are injured or carrying something and the boys that have got a yellow card. It's not like you're weakening the side. No. They've got a very good argument that they should be playing anyway, the players that are going to mm. come in. So I think he'll make changes. I think that's a sensible thing to do. You've always got them there on the bench. You can make five substitutions to come and affect the game if things aren't working out. But I think if he's done, which I, I presume he has, done his job properly, kept their spirits up, kept their fitness. Because sometimes, I mean, I only went to one tournament and I played in it. You didn't play so yeah, much, did I, you, yeah. Joe? So I've experienced the whole thing, playing, not playing. Yeah, so, so, yeah. so the one where you're not playing... For me, even the first game when we played against Sweden, um, I just thought, like, I'm eating the same as the lads that are playing the game, but I'm not training enough. So yeah. me and Kieran uh, Dyer, day before the Argentina game, I thought, I'm not going to play. I'm like, I'm lucky to be here. You know, I'm 24th man out of 23 man. I'm, all of a sudden, I'm 23 man. I'm probably just going to enjoy the experience. So we got to the state, like, well, the day before, I'm thinking, I feel like I put a few pounds on here. So me and Kieran uh, Dyer went for a game of um, tennis. So we're playing tennis, I'm smashing him all over the court. <laughs> and there's, I heard this, oh, it was Steve McLaren. He's like, what the hell are you two doing? And I'm like, what? I'm smashing him. Like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, no, you might be involved tomorrow. I'm like, really? Come on, you're talking to me now. Yeah. I'm not a kid. Yeah. Anyway, we stopped the game. And funnily enough, the next game, Owen Algrees got injured 15 minutes in. I yeah. played the rest of the game against Argentina yeah. and we won that game. And that was me then back into the team and, and playing for the rest of the uh, World Cup. But... Yeah, it's, it's hard for the players. Like, obviously, Joe said he's experienced not playing, but then obviously playing all the games as well. Gareth has got to have done his job properly by keeping the lads fit. And that might yeah. take running sessions. It might take the, the, the sessions that you do with the team that's played and the sessions that you do with the team that's not played, like hard, like small-sided games mm. where it's quite a big pitch, quite small numbers, so the boys have to put the graft in because mm. they need to keep their fitness levels up so that when they are brought into the fold, which I think they will be against Ukraine, mm. they're hitting the ground running fully fit. Yes. Do you think he'll change a winning I team? Think, no, I think he'll change. I think he'll change. And, and I think he'll, it, it, again, I think he'll go with his instinct. I think he'll go back to a back four. I think if Trippier's got a knock, I think it makes his mind up easier. If he takes Trippier out and he puts Grealish in, goes to the back four, plays Jack off the left, Saka off the right, or, or um, Sterling. Because what he done in the um, Czech game, so Sterling and Jack were sort of interchangeable. Yeah. And Fo uh, was it Foden? It might be, it was, it was lovely movement. Anyway, 
And I think he'll go back to the 4 2 3 1. Um, possibly, depending on bookings or where he think, he might put Mount, or how confident he is, he might put Mount in the two. How do you think that period to of... give So Phillips don't get booked. Yeah. I, I like and save his legs a bit. So, legs. He's played every he's day. He's played every, every minute, yeah. minute so yeah. he, he could probably do with a break. Do you think that sort of period of self-isolation will, will have affected Mount at all? Because there's got to be that feeling that you're at the tournament and, and you've missed out a little bit. I think in a positive way. Because I think he'll feel like relieved that he's out of there and it's a second chance kind of thing. Mm. Um, but I think, again, it's forced him to have a rest. He's played in the Champions League final. He's had a mm. long season. It's forced him to have a bit of rest, but keeping up on just on his fitness, mm. basic fitness work. So I think that could be a positive as well. And then if he goes in and plays really well, then Gareth's got really, really big problems to yeah. pick the semi-final team. Yeah. And Do you I think, think he'll be back in? I, I, I think... If Trippier's at the team, Mason might find himself in the team for the set pieces because I think Trippier's delivery was much improved mm. on, on the previous three games. No, Mason took the f- corners and the free kicks in the first game. It didn't quite go well, but I've seen him at Chelsea. He's got lovely delivery, lovely right foot. So I think um, I think Phillips and Trippier might come out of the team, play a little bit more open, a bit more expansive because you've got you've to believe that we'll control the ball against yeah. Ukraine. They can't threaten us in behind. No. So we'll press them. So we'll, we'll have press the ball them up. We'll have the ball back. And you want your technicians, Mount and Grealish, in that particular game. Or Gareth might go, I'm not changing a winning formula. You know? I think it'll be, the, I think it'll, he'll change it. Yeah. Just for the, especially for the booking. With the bookings, and with yeah. Trippi. He's, he's got a knock, he'll rest yeah. He's got to have Because we've got loads of right backs, haven't we? That's yeah, really yeah. right. He's got to have confidence in his convictions now, Trev, because when you've made changes which were against the grain of so many people mm. and it's worked, You've got to be having yourself. Yeah. So Gareth's got to be thinking... But he won't. Not that having yourself, but like, confident, I mean. Yeah, in your beliefs. In his own instincts. And the decisions that you make. He will be, he will be. And, you know, like I say, I think he's made the great, great changes at the right times. Well, your Coral Odds, England, four to nine favourites to win the match. Ukraine, 15 to four to qualify to the semis. And if you think Trippier will get an assist and Kane will have five shots or more, Coral will give you odds of seven to one. It's time now, though, Trevor, for What Really Happens. This is where we go back to a moment in your career that we want to know more about. And we're going to take you back to 2002, to the World Cup quarterfinal against Brazil. What what was it like in the dressing room leading up to that game? Oh, it was amazing. You know, because our knockout game um, against Denmark, it was pouring with rain in an evening and we won Mm -hmm. the game 3-0. And I'm thinking, I'm in the quarterfinals of the World Cup. I haven't even been in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. And I'm thinking, am I out my depth? Am I kidding myself here? But there was so much excitement. The lads were buzzing. We, we really believed the game plan that we set out to play against Brazil was right. Play with Michael up top on his own. Um, you know, be nice and difficult to beat, difficult to create chances against and hit them on the counter-attack. And the first half was going perfectly well. You know, we were nullifying them quite a lot mm. and then we were looking quite dangerous on the counter-attack and then Michael scored that goal in the first half and I'm thinking oh my god what is going on here yeah. Yeah. what's happening and then and then obviously going towards the, the end of that first half uh, we give the ball away uh, they went and scored us on like a, a counter uh, attack and I always remember I don't know if you remember this but um, when he scored the goal and he took his because they played in blue he took his blue shirt off and he had like a banana yellow vest on, the same colour as the yellow, obviously, uh, Brazilian shirt. And I was thinking, is that the moment that this this tie, this game has changed? And obviously, second half, Ronaldinho scored that worldies, fluke, whatever you want to call it. Um, Did he mean it? I think you've got to take him for face value. Um, 
all over. He is a bit of a joker. He can't admit it. I don't <laughs> yeah, think he meant yeah. it. Yeah, I don't think he meant it. It's just D- one of them. Disrespect to David Seaman if he meant it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it was just one of them where it was in the stars. You know, we, yeah. we, it's no disgrace going against the eventual champions, and especially when it's Brazil. There's so many legends in that. Yeah, team, I mean, the forward line was a joke in itself, and you know. I thought our back four dealt with them really well because if you look yeah. at the goals, the first goal, it was a decent finish by Rivaldo, but that was really their only big chance. But when they went down to 10 men, I thought, this is our chance. I got brought off at that time. Fresh legs, it, you know, it was absolutely roasting in Japan. And they, they play keyboard. Which we couldn't get, the, yeah. we couldn't get the ball off them. And it just shows their technical ability and bravery to get in on angles for each other. Bravery in a one-on-one situation, you know, 10 men you'll get pressed, dropping a shoulder, going past our players and mm. we just couldn't get the ball off and it just wasn't meant to be but the lads give it a good goal, didn't they? Yeah, you talk about that because I was on the bench and um, you talk about moments and that Michael done his hamstring after he scored, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. So, he was such a catalyst for everything we'd done, like he's running off the shoulder of people so like, things like that. You need the look, don't you? You need, you need the, the luck. luck. If Michael don't pull his hamstring in that game and we keep him on the pitch because I remember he was causing them trouble. Yeah. His movement, like they didn't, we was dropped off into a nice block, similar to what Gareth's doing. Yeah. And I think I was like Trev. When we, I thought we're going to do this. Yeah. This is going to be incredible. Trev and Trev was very, very good that day. And I think as well, I think having Barty and Scolzi in the midfield yeah. in that heat, yeah, the two, the two fair-headed chaps. <laughs> I think second half they died a death. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't two it? Great players and they were brilliant. So and then the. The Brazilians, I think, they was ahead of us tactically. Because no, like, no, like, thinking back that game now, when they're down to 10 men, they're still keeping the mm. ball. Like you said, the angles and the, res- the players' responsibility. Janinho yeah. was getting on it, like um, Gilberto Silva, getting on the ball, moving it. I think tactically they was ahead of us. I don't think that's the case. I think well. technically as well. You know, Te- technically I, and technically. Yeah, because you talk about defenders being able to handle the ball. All their players could handle the ball. Mm. And they needed to, you know, because we did try and press them, but they were so competent in possession. Yeah, yeah. And, you know... Just them situations where you've worked hard to get them into a little corner and then they drop a shoulder. And you're yeah. talking about a centre-half dropping a shoulder and going past yeah. you. We didn't really have players like that then. We have players like that now. You know, John yeah. so- you see John Stones do that many a time. Yeah. Harry Maguire yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah, we have, I think, you know, the EPPP with, with our academy systems and the way that we're uh, developing players now, technically, tactically, mm-hmm. physically. I think we're right up there. And you look at the, the England teams, the young teams winning, winning like the World Cup with, uh, with uh, Foden and the 20s mm-hmm. and... We're starting to get success at them younger levels. Gareth's been there. He knows the players coming through. I think it's the perfect mould at the minute. Mm. Imagine that's not the sort of game either that you need much motivation for. But what mm. were Sven's team talks like? I can't imagine that they're very no. inspiring. No, I can't no, imagine no. like Braveheart. No, exactly. <laughs> and I, I put something out there the other day. Maybe we should get like an actor to go in and give an inspirational speech, like an English actor, mm. um, to go in and give a, a real like... Who, who would you have? Role. Well, I said Ray Winston. We know Ray well. You know, he's a big... Well, we, we did it. Yeah. Sure the 2006, no, no, so... 2006, Ray done a speech and we lit, we watched it on the thing before... Uh, I think it was the Ecuador game, second round, we won. And it was... Uh, yeah, it was good. It was amazing. Like, yeah, because they're so like, good. Yeah. And like, obviously with words and with emotions and... I can't yeah. see Gareth being that, that rip-roaring. Mm. So that's why I said maybe we need a little something like that mm. just to go in there because I think that's what we needed under Sven. At times, Sven was yeah. like, you know, we, everyone respected Sven. He was a real gentleman. Mm. He was a scholar of the game. He would teach it, like, he, he make sure we knew exactly, mm. individually, collectively, where we need to be in and out of possession. But you're just missing that little bit of passion. And I, I don't make going out there smashing people and mm. being over overexcited, but sometimes you just need that, like, to, to realise what is on your shoulders. Like, the nation... 
yeah. absolutely so so much behind you. Yeah. So sometimes you do need, and maybe we need a little bit you, of something you, like that. For, for me, sorry, Trev, for me, like, one day I'll go into management and I think, my, my thing is with management, I think every one of the players looking back at you when you're a coach or a manager, at some point in their, in their life, you know, you need to connect with them as a child that wanted to be in this moment mm. playing for England. Like, collect, connect with that. Remember with that. your journey, yeah. Remember, like, if you can do that, it's crucial moments. Because we all sleep a little bit on it. And then, for whatever reason, second round, quarterfinal of a World Cup, you're a little bit, it's not happening. And sometimes you just need to realise that it's, it's, it's just football. But you're, you've wanted this since you was a kid. Yeah. And just to inspire and to move and to get them going so yeah and there will be a moment where Gareth might have to do that with his group of players and and, and I think he's capable of doing that I, I think there's a side to Gareth that we'd know where he's he's a, he's a tough man mm. he's a tough man because that was that really nice moment at the end with, with Harry Kane where he, he sort of stopped talking in the interview and he, he clearly just wanted mm. to sulk up the atmosphere mm. listen, listen to bit, the fans singing and just there. I yeah. think he was a, he had a, big, he had a big gulp in his, yeah, in his throat yeah. and he couldn't speak because he would have let out a little bit of, he would have, mm. you know, yeah, shown yeah, us a little yeah. bit. So he just had to suck it up for a minute. Yeah. Like, and just take that moment in. Yeah. Because if he would have tried, he would have been a blubbering mess. So, like, that was lovely to see. You know, yeah. it was really, but again, I go back to Gareth when when, when we scored the second goal and yeah. I think it's um, Jordan Henderson grabbed him. Yeah, it is. But then afterwards, there's a split second where he just looks so vulnerable, but like, so proud of what he's mm. achieving, and I think everyone noticed that. Did you Did you notice the thing where he, he, he was doing an interview and he saw David talk about David Seaman mm. yeah. in the Royal Box, and he said like he said he, he, he don't let his guard down a lot, Gareth, but he said it was quite it was quite poignant, poignant and quite emotional because he said look, I saw David in there, you know what I mean, and and he said I can't. He obviously carries the burden of missing the penalty. Of course in he does, yeah. And he, he said I can't guilty. take away, I can't take away that pain. Do you know what I mean? So. Mm. He's seen, da- he's seen David Seaman, his mate, mm-hmm. and straight away he's gone back to Euro United his mind and, and he feels that guilt, you know, which is absurd because players miss penalties, he didn't mean to, but he feels that. So he carries that, Gareth. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought that was, his, um, that was his redemption moment, like Stuart Pearce's was in 96 for himself. But I think for the whole country, it's the redemption moment is going to be lifting that trophy mm-hmm. because with the whole two generations of not seeing us win... And, and football means so much. But yeah. Gareth was clearly, clearly moved after the game. And every player who played in that game will just be so proud of him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm proud of him just playing with him when, when we was in the England squad together. I'm mm. sure you're the same. And, yeah. You know, he carried himself well. He, he's, I think he's been fantastic on the human rights to do with Black Lives Matters and mm. boys taking the knee. He's been very um, supportive of the players. Because, you know, you look at the squad, you know, I don't know, half or just less than half of the lads are, yeah. are black and mixed race. So, yeah. It, he should do that as well, and but yeah. he's always been great on, on things like that. Yeah, but he shouldn't do it just because the lads. He, he does it because it's the right thing to do anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean? absolutely. Same but, with the yeah, the, with, you know, with he, the, the the rainbow yeah. armband. These are not. These are not. This is not political. These, yeah. these are human rights issues. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm really. I'm really proud of the whole group. You know, the manager all the way down to the to the players. A matter of time before he's Sir Gareth. Well, if he wins the trophy, yeah, it's <laughs> got to happen. Listen, it? not in doubt. Like, I'd like, if, imagine that being in that shoes where you get the, the, the night. Imagine being down the pub. <laughs> lads, your mates, like feature. Do you want to try it, Joe? Sir Joe, do you imagine? <laughs> It'd be unbearable. Like, don't ever give me a night. I'd be unbearable. It'd be too much. <laughs> right, Trevor, let's get some quarterfinal predictions from you. What's your prediction for the first quarterfinal? Switzerland against Spain. 
Uh, I think um, I, I've been been impressed by Switzerland, but I, ju- I just feel with like Moretta, he's had mm. a really difficult time when he was over in England. He's had yeah. a few difficult times. He, he, even his wife and his kids were getting abused when they were going to a game in this tournament. Yeah. But for me, the performance that he put on in the game against Croatia was outstanding. Mm. He's held up play for number nine. You know, he'd hold the ball up, played the way he was facing, get himself in the office. He got his goal. Uh, and the way that they play, I've been impressed with uh, Eric Garcia. Didn't play a lot for Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Never been overawed by him. But it looks like he, he's taking them, you know, taking that position at, at the heart of the defence for Spain and, and done really well. And mm-hmm. I mentioned him before, Pedri, the young 18-year-old. Love what him. a player he is. So I... I I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Spain. I'm going to go with Spain with a like just a, a narrow victory. Joel? I'm going to go with Spain. A bit more convincing than Trev. I think it'll be. I think it'll be one of the routine semi quarterfinals. I think Spain will. I've been impressed with them. And what a game tomorrow night, eight o'clock, Belgium against Italy. What's going to happen in that one? Well, but, I mean, Belgium quality. You know, you talk about Kevin De Bruyne, mm. Lukaku. Edin Hazard looks a little bit fitter, but... His think, brother think, looks, looks I know. brilliant. Sorry, and yeah, he's done really well, but I think two, two of them are injured, aren't they? So yeah. Kevin De Bruyne's got an injury, uh, and so has Edin Hazard, yeah. and I think it'll be too much for them. Mm. I really do. I think um, Italy, the way they kicked off the tournament, um, Andrea Bocelli, I mean, I went to see him in 2004, me and my wife went, was, was pregnant with Kobe, and crying. Like, he, mm. he's so brave. Obviously, he can't see. Goes out into the middle of the pitch... And he's singing his heart out for the, yeah. for the whole stadium. Oh, amazing! Yeah. What what an opener! What an opening ceremony! So they got on. A, they started really well. They've looked really good under yeah. Roberto Mancini. Yeah, I'm going to go with them. I'm going to I'm going to say that they're going to beat Belgium. Yeah. Now they, I've seen Italy. I went to watch the game um, against Austria, and you they they'll take some beating. So I I can see. Not only can I see this, I'm going to predict an England-Italy final. Whoa. So I think, you know, You're getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> that's the difference between me and you, Lynch. You're, you're half empty, I'm half full. But I've, right? I've bet on Italy to win the whole thing, so that's going to be difficult for me. You <laughs> win-win, don't you? You win either win, way. Win. Done. No, so Italy will dispatch Belgium. They can't win the game without Eden and Kevin De Bruyne. I think there's still holes in their team. I think all the world are of a Tonga, and I think at the wrong side of their yeah. career. I think the young Italian teams will, will, will run, all, run all over him. I think Italy will win as well, comfortable. And, and you know, what, what, what Italy have been through, obviously yeah. the epicentre of yeah. coronavirus when it first started, they were, you know, they were brutally um, ravaged by the disease. And I remember speaking mm. to Paolo a few times, you know, yeah. so, it was so tough. And I think this tournament's come at the right time for them. And, yeah. and know, missing, think, missing out at the World Cup as well, yeah. to come yeah. back and from I th- that. I think the nation, everything's riding on this team. And I think the players... Know the responsibility, but they've got yeah. a manager there who's got lots of experience, very yeah. passionate, won everything in the game. Yeah, I, I, I really do feel they'll get there. Best, sorry, best looking management team in the tournament? It's got oh, to be Viali, look oh. at it. Most stylish. Wait a minute, what about their suits? I looked at oh. ours. Ours haven't even got the free lanes on them, I know, we used to get. I know. Ours look like they're from Burton's. No yeah. disrespect, whoever's organised them, but, and, and no disrespect to Burton's because they're the two, but. You've said uh, it now. Yeah, ours looks like. Only bang, trip. Ours <laughs> look bang average, and then they look absolutely It's how you in. wear it. The geese with a tash. We need, we need to find out who he is. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Mario. He's, he's some guy in, mate. He just looks like he's just about to. He should be watching the game with a double espresso. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and the tactics board like that. And every match matters with Coral as well. So, what are your thoughts on the Czech Republic, Denmark, of course, who could potentially be England's semi final opponents? Yeah, obviously, Denmark. You know, I think everyone's got a soft spot for them after what happened with Christian Eriksen. Um, 
my boot boy, you know, Casper Smyker, who's my boot boy at Manchester City. I'm so proud of what he's achieved in the game. They've got they've got spirit, you know, they've got momentum. They'll be difficult to to stop. But I just think this Czech side, they're a special team. They've got that special camaraderie as well. It's, it's a difficult one for me to call this. I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to go Denmark. I think Denmark will do him. Who are we going to play then, Joe, on en route to this final with Italy? I think Denmark. I, I, I believe there's a there's a swell of good feeling for the team, and rightly so. Um, again, yeah, I'm going to go Denmark. Did uh, did you give Casper a drink at Christmas for the boot boys? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. few hundred, few hundred quid. He few weren't going to be struggling with his no, old man, though, was no, he? Do you know what I mean? No, no. But no. You know one thing about Casper, like some of the players thought, thought it was a little bit too full of himself, you know. But he's one of them goalies, and you'll appreciate yeah. this, Joe. Where when you're doing shooting practices, like Jamo was a bit older then, so yeah. Jamo saved the first one, and then if you do that much tempo, the ball should still be alive if it's in play to finish, and the goalkeeper react to that. Yeah. Casper used to do what? So he'd make the first save and then he'd try his nuts off to, to save the second shot. Mm. And for a play, for a forward, that keeps it realistic. Yeah. Yeah, it keeps it honest and, and, and some of the other goalkeepers never used to do that, but Casper did and you always thought, he's, Dad's taught him well, he's got a real yeah. good way about him as a goalkeeper and to see what he's gone on to achieve in, yeah. in the game. You know, r- lovely lad, um, fantastic personality. And uh, he's been through a lot as well. So, yeah, yeah no, re- really proud of what he's achieved in the game. Yeah. And finally, England, Ukraine, Saturday night, eight o'clock. What's w- the score going to be? Wallet! I, th- <laughs> I think we'll destroy him. I really do. I don't think they've got enough for us. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll, yeah, I really do. Um, I, I, Maybe this will be the 5 0 one, Joel. Yeah, I think, no, I think it could be. You know, we, I mentioned the Denmark game um, where we kind of just too strong for Denmark in that um, last 16 knockout mm. game back in 2000. I think we'll be too strong for the Ukraine. Yeah. I don't think they've got the threat, the, the pace in yeah. behind to threaten us so we can squeeze high, dominate the ball. And I think, yeah, I, I can see Harry getting a couple or three mm. goals in that game. 4 1 England. Um, we got to, I, I prefer to concede a goal. In this game, I think the I think the semi final against Denmark. I know we're getting so far ahead of ourselves, but <laughs> like, listen, we're we're Not England, like we're English, fans. exactly. I think they've only kept like one clean sheet yeah. in like their last sixteen mm. games or something as well. So yeah, we'll we, we win this game. We'll win this game, but don't be surprised if there's a little sweat, like if they get the first goal or something <laughs> like that on a counter attack, just to just to put us in our box a yeah. little bit, <laughs> me included. I'm yeah. firmly gone. I'm I'm all over it now, but. Um, <laughs> 4-1 England. Oh, you're right. Well, yeah. Morata to score at any time and get an assist against Switzerland where Coral is 14-1. to Lukaku is 11-1 to to score two goals or more against Italy. The Czech Republic and Denmark are 10-1 to win on penalties. And if you think Raheem Sterling will score first and England beat the Ukraine 3-0, Coral will give you odds of 22-1. to Trevor, thank you so much. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks, Lovely thanks, to see you. Enjoy the game on Saturday. I will. I will. Yeah, Enjoy it. And and Joe will uh, will be chatting afterwards. You'll be fresh off the pitch, so we yeah, might be yeah, celebrating yeah. two wins. Yes, yeah, some my Sunday team are playing. Boys, getting them up and running. I've looked at them on. Uh, I've looked on the pictures of them. They've let themselves go oh, since dear. our title winning. There's going to be some heavy heavy legs on Sunday. I'm expecting free hamstring injuries, at least. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll have a good time straight off the pitch. England win Saturday night. The lads, Colbert Royals win Sunday. Yeah. And then we'll get we'll have a we'll have a lovely chat on Sunday. We'll be afternoon. chatting afterwards. Back on the All to Play For podcast. We'll have all the reaction and analysis after England's quarterfinal against Ukraine. You can find that on the Joe YouTube channel or wherever you find your podcasts. You've been listening to the All to Play For podcast brought to you by Joe and Coral. 
You've been listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral.